What a blessing to come to you today in this live stream. I know that you're going to be touched by the message of God's unconditional love. It's an honor to just have this web family where we can just share all together, you know, in the message of God's grace and of His mercy. Um, what we do, uh, if you are, let me put it this way, if you are uh, slotted into this for the very first time, I trust that you are just going to enjoy this and I want to welcome you. Welcome to this web family. I also ask the people, um, you know, just to just welcome the new people. Just say, listen man, welcome. Just put it on the Facebook there or in the chat, um, you know, and uh, those of you that are, uh, you know, here for or that is, see this as your church, you know, it's good to just welcome the newcomers. You know, so if you are here for the first time, you are so welcome and I trust that you will benefit greatly through these um, messages. Uh, what we normally do is we're going to have communion together. So what you can do, maybe if you haven't uh, got it ready for this time, you can just meditate upon the finished work of Jesus and His blood and His body. Um, or you can quickly run to the kitchen and uh, just grab a, a piece of bread and even if it's just uh, some grape juice, wine, fruit juice, water, whatever, just to think and meditate, something physical can help you think and meditate on the finished work of Jesus. Uh, we're going to do that um, together. So you can, you can do that quickly and uh, I'm going to um, just explain a little bit about this. After that, well, this is the way we do it. We take the bread and the wine and uh, when we take it together I play a nice song that just helps us to uh, think and meditate upon the goodness of God. And after that I just come with a short message. Today I'm going to be speaking on 2 Corinthians 5. 2 Corinthians 5, and I'll be um, talking about what it means to be in Christ, especially the verse where it says in verse 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. What does that mean? And there's a lot of controversy about that verse even in grace circles. So we're going to just uh, get some clarity on that verse and what Paul was actually talking about. Now, uh, before we get into, into any of the scriptures and stuff, let's just pray together. Father, I want to thank you that we can come together as a web family and we can just gather around your gospel. We can gather around your word. Uh, we can gather around the message of what you have done for us in Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you that as I minister this word that I will do it with clarity, flooded with your Holy Spirit so that many people can understand, comprehend what you have done for them. Amen and amen. <clears throat> Uh, just for a, for a start, this message that you're listening to now is streamed live, although it was pre-recorded. Now let me explain this. At this moment, when you listen to this, I'll be uh, preaching in Malaysia, so I will not be at home. But um, one of my sons is streaming this from our computer live. What that means is that you still have the ability to speak to people. Um, you know, through the chat or just on the Facebook page uh, where I've advertised this. Um, you know, we've, we, we, we can do that. Uh, you can do that. And so you can meet people. Maybe there will be people from your area slotting into this, um, into this uh, um, program. And so you can meet more people, start to know more people. It was wonderful for me when I was in the U.S. and just seeing, especially in the Tennessee area, how people would just come together 
gathering around the Word. And these are all friends that start to make friends via the web uh, by linking with other friends through um, these messages or just through my website. But this is just a platform where people that don't have a local uh, grace-based fellowship can slot in until there is one or for as long as what you feel like it. Okay, we're going to go over to the communion. I trust that you've got the elements ready there. First of all, Jesus Christ, in the night that he was betrayed, took bread, broke it and said, this is my body broken for you. Eat of it in remembrance of me. And this is what I want to point out. When we um, eat of the bread, we do it in remembrance of him, remembrance of what he has done. And even today's message, we're going to elaborate greatly on what he has done for us. So what we say when... Uh, when the body is broken, we say that the lawman, um, all form of distance, um, all form of disqualification, uh, sin has been broken. And then we eat it, meaning we're feasting on this revelation. We're feasting on the fact that the lawman is uh, uh, broken and that the blood of that lawman when it comes to the wine um, when the blood of that lawman was <clears throat> you know flowed out and that also talk, talks about a new covenant ending the old seeing the flowing of the blood wherein we can have a mind washed from an evil or a legalism based conscience so God has come to give us life He's come to give us life in abundance. And when we look at this wine, when we look at the bread, it spells the end of the lawman. So, my friend, please don't think of sin now. Don't think if you qualify or not by your works. This is not the time for that. Jesus says, do this in remembrance of me. That means Jesus. Do it in remembrance of Christ, remembering what Christ has done. Most of the time we want to remember the bad we've done during the week or the month when it comes to the communion, thinking we will drink a curse over ourselves, you know, if we have had a sin. That is not what it talks about. In the next broadcast I can get uh, deeper into that. But know this, that your sins are forgiven. And let us eat and drink together while we listen to this beautiful song.
Isn't that so, so good to know that Jesus Christ came to take away our sins? And that's exactly what we're going to talk about in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And we're going to just quickly run through that chapter and give a bit of a background about that. Now, <clears throat> there might be some of you that are concerned about the message of, um, you know, and you would might have listened to different concepts of Jesus taking away the sin of the world and did all man die in Jesus Christ? And what does the all mean? Does the all really mean all people and that every individual died? Does it mean that every individual was raised with Christ? Or does the death and the resurrection only take place in Christ? Or um, like I've heard many preachers say that the death of Christ took place outside of time and that we are in time and just having stuff so complicated, you know, just missing the whole crux of, um, you know, 2 Corinthians 5. And uh, I would like to explain that. Now, as an introduction, we need to realize, I can explain this as an introduction. We need to realize that, uh, that the setting in which these um, letters were written was a strong ethnic setting where everything was about um, you know, what race you are. Absolute racism. 
wherein it is all about race. Uh, are you a Jew or are you a Gentile? That is the context of all of this. And we need to realize that all of 2 Corinthians 5 is all about um, ethnicity. You know, it's all about race. It's all about who's a Jew, who's a Gentile. And um, it is in, written in the context of people that believed in grace. And then after they've believed in grace, preachers came in that started to preach, a, a preach that whole system of legalism again. They were called the Judaizers. They were Judifying, if there can be such a word, uh, or Judaizing people. They were going to the churches where the Apostle Paul preached or where other people led people to the grace message and then they would um, make them or try and get them to go back to the Jewish customs as Christians. Saying, and, and, and this we must realize that about 150 before Christ, uh, the Jews, there was like this kind of a revival wherein the Jews started to um, make disciples of the Gentiles. And the way they made disciples of the Gentiles was by circumcising them and by doing that they had a right uh, to obey the law or to actually read the law and have their life by the law. Now, what these people were doing is they were still, this was still um, a residue of that evangelism. And that evangelism can be seen in Matthew 23 where Jesus said you go over land and sea to make one disciple and then you make him twice as much a son of hell as what you are yourself. Or you go over land and sea to make one proselyte. That's what that word proselyte means, to, to make a disciple. So this was just a, a blow over of that whole thing about the proselytes. And they were continuing to evangelize, but then they were incorporating Christ. And I think they were just deceived um, I think a lot of it might, might not have been willful, but just in deception where they thought, well, we want these people also to have the Messiah. Now, they've just believed upon the Lord, but that wouldn't give them access for the whole thing is about the Jewish nation. And we know for sure that our father Abraham was circumcised. And so let us just get these people to be circumcised so that they, from a, so they can also become Jews. Uh, we see this whole concept in Romans as well. We see it in Corinthians. And that is the setting in which this is written. And I'm not just laying that, uh, th that foundation for no reason. That is really the context. And we're going to see that from the scriptures today. Now, let, us, um, let me put this on the screen for you. And we're going to read from 2 Corinthians 5. Or let me just, without the screen, just run through the first few verses here. Paul comes and... Um, I would say in the first six, seven verses, he actually talks about the glorified human body. And that he said that it is not about the earthly human body. Uh, it's about a heavenly body, the kind of a body Jesus Christ possessed, which we would call a glorified body. So there's two bodies, an earthly body, a heavenly body. But what the gospel is about is about the heavenly body. It's not about the earthly body. It's about the heavenly body. And then he actually comes here and say that we walk by faith and we don't walk by sight. In other words, we don't walk by an acknowledgement of this earthly body or this earthly um, race thing. We don't walk in who's a Jew and who's a Gentile. We don't walk in that. We've got one thing in mind, that is the glorified body. And we want people 
to be partakers of that glorified body. And the only way you can be a partaker of the glorified body, that means to be made immortal in the return of Christ, would be to be a believer or to believe or to trust or to rely upon Him to make you then immortal or to have a life born from His righteousness. So we see that in the, in the first verses. And then in verse 8 it says, We are confident, I say, and will rather be absent... Oh, sorry. Uh, um, yeah. We are confident, I say, we'll rather be absent from the body and present with the Lord. Wherefore, we labor that whether present or absent, we may be acceptable of Him. Now what he's saying there, and that is a massive thing for a Jew to say, and Paul was a Jew, he said, Wherefore, that we are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and be present with the Lord. Now, we always thought that that was just talking about death, um, where in the, the, the Jewish people here thought that, you know, they would die and then be resurrected as Jews, and they will never then be absent from their Jewish body. They will always have their Jewish body. And, and here he comes, and, and they also believe in the afterlife you'll have different nations, that's what they believed. And this was the message that was preached in this, you know, amongst the churches. So here he comes and he says, you know, I will, it, it's much better for me to have the glorified body. So what he says is, I don't care about this Jewish body. I don't care about this Jewish thing. I don't care about Jew, Gentile, and that whole old legalistic system. I don't care about that. What I want is I want the glorified body. That's what I am chasing after, and that is what I want. Um, and, and then he goes on he's here, and he says that he wants to be found acceptable, uh, you know, to the Lord. And we can just pick it up from there. Let's just go and look at it in, um, in the Scriptures. It says here, <clears throat> let's read from verse 5. Now, he that has wrought us for the same thing is God. What is the same thing? And that is to be clothed upon. Let's read verse 4. For we that are in this uh, ta uh, tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon with mortality, uh, uh, that mortality might be swallowed up in life. Now, he that has wrought us for the same thing is God who has given us, um, given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. Therefore we are always confident, knowing that while we, were, uh, while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. Now what does that mean? What he is saying is, as long as what I live with the consciousness of this body, or as long as, I, as what I, I'm even in this physical body, I am absent from the Lord. Now, does that mean God is not with us while we are in this body? No, what he's saying is that Jesus Christ possesses a kind of a body that's different than ours, and that we are waiting to be clothed uh, with this new body, which is immortality. What he's saying, like, I, and I know I'm repeating myself, but he's saying this has got nothing to do with the Jew, who's a Jew and who's a Gentile. It's got everything to do with this new body because Christ and all he's done is not about Jew and Gentile but all about giving immortality to man. That is what it is all about. So let us go back to that verse and just have a look at it. 
uh, with that in mind. He says in verse 6, Therefore we are always confident knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. Meaning, as long as what we do have this physical body, we are, we are not, uh, well, you know, as long as what we have this mortal body, we don't have this immortality. For we walk by faith and not by sight. So he says here that, listen to this, Therefore we know, always confident, knowing that while we are at home in this body, we are absent from the Lord. Walking by faith and not by sight. In other words, we are persuaded we shall have such a body. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and present with the Lord. We don't want this mortal body. We want an immortal body. Wherefore we labor that whether present or absent, we might be accepted of Him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body. Or, let me uh, read it uh, without the, you see the um, italics there, it's written italicized, those two words, which means it's not in the original. It says, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that every man may receive the things in his body according to that he has done, whether it be good or bad. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto you, and I trust also are made manifest in your conscience. For, um, now, now listen, this, this is absolutely awesome. So what he's saying here is, he says, every person will receive in his body according to what he's done. Uh, what will we receive in our body? You'll either receive in your body immortality, or you will not receive immortality according to what you've done in the body. What have you done in the body? Has Christ come and indwelled your body? Have you received the spirit that can make the body immortal? Or have you not? That spirit we only receive through belief in Jesus Christ. For the whole message is not anymore about Jew and Gentile. It is now about Christ's immortal body. So the only reference we have now to body is the immortal body or the physical body Christ possessed now. Not anymore according to the body which he possessed while he walked on the earth, which was Jewish, of Jewish descent. This is now glorified. This is now new. Okay, and then he says, we know the terror of the Lord, and I don't have time to explain this, but you can go and download one of my messages called The Wrath of God wherein I will explain this. The terror of the Lord is basically God allowing a person to have in his body according to his own belief. So, you know the terror of the Lord, and, then, and, and we want to be in agreement with God and, and be agreeable to Him, where we agree with Him and where He agrees with us, you know, and so we will find that immortality manifesting in us. Let us go back to the verse uh, quickly. It says, and, and let us look at it, it says, um, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto him, and trust also are made manifest in your conscience. For we commend not ourselves again unto you, but give you, um, but give you occasion to glory on our behalf, that you may have somewhat to answer them, that glory in appearance and not in heart. Now that is an amazing verse. Um, he, says that, he says there that there, there are those that glory in appearance and not in heart. 
Now, what does that mean? And what did Paul mean by that? You need to read that in the light of uh, Romans chapter 2, the last part. It says, He is a Jew that's circumcised in heart. Especially in the light of the last message I've preached, where I talked about, um, you know, the heart and, and, and what the heart really is and how we have been purified and how we get pruned by God taking the law message out of our life and giving us the message of His grace. Now, when we look at this amazing verse, we see that it says that He, uh, um, he does not, Paul does not uh, look at the appearance. But what he looks at, if we read in verse, verse 12 there, for we commend not ourselves again. So he says, I didn't come to commend myself. I didn't come to commend, and talking about ourselves there, talking about Judaism there, but give you an occasion to glory on our behalf that you may have somewhat to answer them which glory in appearance and not in heart. So he says he wants people to to, uh, he, he wants them to have an answer to those who glory in appearance. That is, those people then understood appearance there as circumcision and becoming a Jew uh, by being circumcised and following the law of Moses. Appearance, how do I appear? Am I Jew or am I Gentile? And not in heart, where your heart is circumcised from the belief of legalism, which we find in Romans 2. Let us just go there quickly. The last verse, it says, But he is a Jew, which is one inwardly, and circumcised. circumcision is of the heart, in the spirit, and not of the letter, whose praise is not of men, but of God. So true circumcision takes place in the, in, in the heart. Heart is the, the spirit wherein a man dwells, or the, 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 um, the, the basic principle from where you live, wherein the flesh system or the law system is circumcised or cut out of your belief, where you don't believe anymore in Jew, Gentile, and the whole flesh system. Let's, let's read on here. For whether we are beside ourselves, it is to God, or whether we be sober, it is for your cause, for the life of for, for the love of Christ constrains us because we judge thus if one died for all then were all dead now what does that mean and what is the context of that now I've, I've heard people say that um, that scripture there means that because all people are dead therefore Jesus died um, or because Jesus died it means everybody is dead or that they were already dead now that just doesn't make sense at all in light with what Paul is talking about here. Paul is talking about Jew and Gentile here. And what he says there, and uh, in, in the previous verse there, he says, if I am beside myself, it is towards God. Meaning, beside myself, if it's not about myself and my flesh anymore, I'm living towards God. But if I come and I talk flesh language here, and legalism, uh, from a legalism perspective, where I talk about these flesh things, it is for you. It is so that I can explain to you what is going on here. It's not that he wants to re-implement this whole uh, uh, legalistic system. He says, when I talk about Jew, Gentile, all those kind of things, it's not because I believe there is a Jew and there is a Gentile. It is for your sake. Because if I'm beside myself, in other words, if I am outside of, I am actually in my physical body a Jew, it is on account of God. It's because of God that I don't live anymore in the concept of there's a Jew and there's a Gentile. 
And there are people, this is what he's saying, that are now living like this. And they are telling you that there is Jew and Gentile and that you as a Gentile believer needs to be circumcised and so become a Jew. That is the whole context of this, whole, of this thing. Let's look, um, look at this again. And further on in verse uh, 15, um, he says, now he says here that for the love of Christ constrains us. So he says, the love of Christ drives me to talk this way to you. Why? Because we judge this. We are of this opinion. This, this, this is what it is. We judge this. That would judge, distinguish, that is decide, um, distinguish, decide. Let me just get the thire here. Separate, to put the sun, to pick out, select, to choose, to approve, to esteem, uh, to prefer, to think of opinion. So we are of this opinion. This is what he is saying there. We are of this opinion. Um, just lost the place there. Sorry about that. Um, for the love of Christ constrains us because we thus, we, we, we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. Then we're all dead. Died off all. Died off. I like that. Uh, to die off. Um, that word dead is not just the word uh, dead or that one j just died. I like what it says there. Uh, it means you have to die of a natural death of a man. But Strong's comes out with something very powerful there. To die off. To die away. So in other words, what he is saying here, he says, um, for the love of Christ constrains us, because thus we judge, if one died for all, then or were died off, or were died away. He died us away. And that he, for all, uh, and, that, and that he died for all, that they which live should henceforth li uh, live. Sorry, man, I, I should just take this... this um, Greek words away here. It says, and that he died for all. If the phone rings. We're just recording this uh, during office hours here, so just understand that. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. So it says here, and he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves. What are you talking about there? What are you talking about when he says, and we should not live unto ourselves. So he says that Christ died for us, that we should henceforth not live unto ourselves. So he says, listen man, Christ died, and when he died, all died off. All what? All nations. Meaning that, there, that from now on, those who are alive on the planet should not live according to Jew and Gentile anymore. They shouldn't live according to, well, I am a Jew and I must obey the commandments of the Jews. Or I am a Gentile, I need to be circumcised to be made a partaker of Christ. That is what he is saying there. That if one died, if, if Jesus died, then all were died off. It doesn't mean all were died off. There wasn't a Jew or a Gentile, therefore Christ died. That's not what it says. That is just completely the wrong way around and just a lack of understanding. 
of that verse. So let us go back and look at it in more detail. I know we're going a, a lot to and fro, but I want you to understand this, my friend. Now he goes on, he says, And that he died for all, that they, sh they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves. Who is this? This is the whole world. Who is alive? This talks about physical life on the planet. It's every human being, that we should not live unto ourselves. That means, unto are you a Jew or are you a Gentile? Because the context here is um, those that uh, boast in appearance, in, in, in appearance, Judaism and not in heart. That is the context. Wherefore, henceforth, we know no man after the flesh. This is what he is saying here. And he that died, he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them. Who did he die for? For the world, and rose again. Wherefore, on account of this, we know no man after the flesh. We know no man as a Jew, or no man as a Gentile, as though we have known Christ after the flesh, meaning we've known him as a Jew, yet henceforth know we him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, all things have passed away, all things are new, and all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself by Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. So now he's talking about, and let's just look at the context here, therefore if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, all things have passed away. Who are these people that are represented in Christ? Any man, any man that would have anything to do with Christ, any man that would be represented in Christ, the old things have passed away, behold, all things have become new. What are the old things that has become new? The whole system of Jew-Gentile has now become new. There's no more Jew, there's no more Gentile. There's only the message that God has reconciled the world unto himself. How? By not imputing their trespasses against them. Whose trespasses, who was represented in Christ, who were in Christ when he did the reconciliation act by not imputing the trespasses? The world. So if the world was in Christ in what he did for us on the cross, who sin did Jesus pay for? For the world. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So he does not impute the sin of the world against them. So if the sin of the world is not imputed against them, it means that the law system is fulfilled, that God took the two, Jew and Gentile, made them one, and then reconciled that man unto him by not imputing those trespasses against them, and has now given unto us this ministry of reconciliation to witness and to testify that this is true, so that those who believe can become the righteousness of God, it says there. Now, the, the right way to say that is to be made of or to be created by the righteousness of God or to have a life created into the righteousness of God, which talks about a holy life and a, in the context of this, an immortal life uh, in the return of Christ. So that is what he's talking about there. So for us to come, and, and let us just, I'm sorry I'm going back to and fro 
showing a lot of these scriptures. But let us, it is so important for us to look at this. It's so important for us to see this. Let's look at this. It says, Therefore, therefore, if any man be in Christ, therefore, if any man, that means if any, should it be that any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. What are the old things? This is not sins or anything. That talks about the old things as Jew Gentile law. Because the context here is, is boasting in appearance. Those old things are passed away. Um, you know, God doesn't expect any Jew that is not a believer in Him to follow the customs of Moses. Behold, all things are become new, and all things are of God, all the new things that has come. What is this new things? This new thing of living by faith and not the, not, not the law. Who has reconciled us to himself? Who has he reconciled? Us. Who is this us? We'll see now. By Christ Jesus, and has given unto us the ministry of reconciliation, to witness that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. You know, we, we must realize the context of the, the Jews and what the Jews and Gentiles understood there. They thought that the Jews were God's people and the Gentiles were far from God. They were not God's people. Only Jews were. But now the Jews were, the Jews and Gentiles were both made one in the fact that all were sinners, then God didn't impute anyone's sin against him, and so he made of one of the two, which is Jew and Gentile, one new man, which represents now, the, which is now called the world, and this world was reconciled back unto Jesus, or back unto God, that all people are now the nation of God. And then those in these, these people of God, those that are now believers, and those who can accept their reconciliation now be reconciled, they shall then receive in their physical bodies what God has promised, which is immortality. Can you see how all people are in Christ according to this verse? Now, there's another verse, and I've quoted that verse many times as well in, in, in certain debates where, the Bible, where Paul says there were some that were in Christ before him. Now that in Christ there is not the same in Christ as what he talks about there, uh, here in 2 Corinthians 5. That in Christ talks about when he's come to the faith and when he entered into the things of Christ and believed. That's what he talked about. But this one here in 2 Corinthians 5 talks about the universal inclusion of all people in one act which is the death of Jesus, wherein he died away the law system, wherein everybody is, is now at a place where they will receive in their body in accordance to their persuasion of heart. That is what this is all about. So, um, my friend, you know, I, I want to say to you that you are deeply loved by God, that God saw you from before the foundation of the world, He had you in mind, and that He had a plan with you, and that plan is that you would have His quality of life, His immortality, and that you would so share in His life. Amen. This is the message that I have for you. Uh, this will be available on YouTube, or just go to my website, 
that's where you'll find it the easiest. Go to my website, dynamicministries.com, under latest Sunday messages in about an hour or two from now, you'll be able to download this message uh, from there and uh, look at it. Or you can just go on to um, YouTube and get, uh, uh, um, or just go, I think, let me show you this. Maybe I should just show you this in, in an ending on how you can download stuff from YouTube easily. Um, let me do this and see if I can uh, close this one. And just so that you can download this there, you can see me. Um, you need to get what is called Net Video Hunter. Net Video Hunter. I just had to close that down to get the get Net Video Hunter, and you can get it in Firefox, and that is the way you can um, download stuff from from YouTube. You can just go onto YouTube as well, type in Net Net Video Hunter, and they will explain to you how to download that and get that. So you can download from YouTube that way, or just go to my website. Very easy way. Click on Downloads there. And you can download it in HD, um, which we record this in, and get it for yourself. It's very important for you to understand that everybody was in Christ when Jesus died. There you died. There the lawman died. And now we are on a new platform. When we were the human race, they were all people that became beings that had to live by their works on account of Adam. But Jesus, through his death, clear in Scripture, ended the old man and brought forth a new man, which now lives by faith. The just shall live by faith. So now we were a man that found his identity in his works, and now the human race became a man that finds his identity in Christ and live by faith. Thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. I just say this, and I, I make this message for the purpose of just helping people to understand this passage better because I don't want people to throw out the baby with the bathwater in their fear of certain doctrines. You know, God loves you. God cares for you. Um, and let me just pray for you, and we're going to play out with a beautiful song. Father, thank you so much that I can just... Uh, pray for every person that's watching me today and I thank you that they are impacted by this message and that this will bring clarity to many leaders, leaders' hearts and for people to understand this message deeply. I also stretch forth my hand and pray for every person that's got sickness in their body, disease in their body and that needs freedom from that. Thank you, Father, that healing manifests in them on account of this grace message. Amen. Amen. If you've been touched by this message, if you enjoy this web church, please write to us at info at dynamicministries.com and be so friendly to share this with people that we can reach as many people as possible. If you've got friends that has not slotted into this, that needs a, a web family and it's inside the time zone that's comfortable for you, please tell them about this. Share this on your Facebook page. Email your friends. Thank you so much and God bless you.
Yeah. 